Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, Emily couldn't text because she was trying not to break her leg yep. on her Santa Barbara vacation, which she and failing at that. moderately succeeded at. She's got a pretty bad ankle. You are back in one piece. Ireland is not here today, so you guys will still not be in the same room since you even the score with him. Yeah. It's really fit. I really wish I just I just didn't time it right. You the just water, missed. The water just kind of <laughs> took a little churn on I'll Give me. you a B plus. Every, yeah. like Because you caught everybody by surprise. You just... Uh, I'll go C plus. You, you missed the zone. Yeah. <laughs> you just... You just you threw, a, you threw a ball. You, you picked the right pitch at yeah. the right time. You didn't see it coming. But you're you an missed. ump. You're an ump right now that the catcher framed it just properly. You gave him the inside corner. <laughs> you got enough of it. Yeah, you got you, enough you, of you, it. And you surprised the umpire with the pitch, too. Yeah. Like, he, what, what? Strike three. It was Freddie Freeman yesterday. So did you have like a big ball. grin on your face or were you stone face killer? Uh, really no grin. Just kind of like this was just business right now. You would have a better view so of it. So I, like you, they asked the time. I had no idea you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I knew something was slightly off with you. That's be- funny you say that. Yeah, because A, that Astley shirt was on the table, and I don't know why I know it, but I knew that that wasn't there at the start of the show, and it was. Maybe he was bringing it home for a lady slay or something. But it was very (laughs) out of character for him. That's not what he does. And then in the middle of crosstalk, and I'm kind of looking like this, and when Steve and John are talking, I will sometimes kind of look to you like, you know, I'm expecting you to say something. And you really weren't saying much. And a couple of times when I looked over, you were looking under the table like you were trying to find something. And like, I don't know if you were getting ready for vacation. Yeah, I was going to say there is when you're about to go or you're about to leave for a couple of days. And especially if I'm going to Joshua Tree like I was going, there's a lot to coordinate. You got Mm -hmm. this going, all that. So that's about. 84% 84% mentally there during crosstalk. That might be a I little high. I think you're giving yourself too much credit. I was probably 16% mentally there, 84% gone. Fair. Right? I'll sign up with that so one. So there was a little bit of that as well. And then it was, well, what time? I wanted to do it at at at, at least at 10 or beyond. So 110. Like, I didn't want to do it at 104. And then I just got to sit there. Like, Should have done it at 1255. <laughs> give, us a little, give us a little something, right? But you did a good job. It was good. You, I would have liked a full, like, right between the you. eyes, yeah, I know. but it was pretty good. Also, speaking of my fall, I really need to see the LeBron James of uh, foot doctors. Yeah, I, I think that'd be really I helpful. don't know. Look, I, do they can afford it? I was going to say, the LeBron James of feet probably does not come cheaply. Not in my, like, Cigna insurance. Yeah, and we, and we still don't know who the LeBron James of feet is. We just know that he's the LeBron James of feet, according to LeBron. That's what we know. It's just LeBron. That's it. There is Me no. and LeBron going to foot surgery at the same time. Oh, hey, buddy, <laughs> see here. Yeah, rolled in there. Because, you know, they just assembly line that stuff, right? The day that they're doing feet, it's like that guy's got nine surgeries and you're one of the nine. LeBron's just waiting in the waiting room as well, <laughs> sitting there. So when are you going? How'd you what do, do you yours? do for a living? <laughs> yeah. Play a little basketball. How about you? Eh, went to Santa Barbara. <laughs> only had two drinks. Just fell off a curb. Yeah, it happens. Same thing. You're all right. You're, you're getting around without your crutches. That's yeah. Good. I think it's going to be better than I think it's going to be, but we'll see. Again, we'll have the next rate. I thought she day. was going to be glued to that chair and like limping around the all whole right, day. Isn't She's it, been fine. Isn't it a good sign if initially? I know you said the colors were all over the place, it's not the great. purple, all that. But isn't it a good sign when it's when it swells up? Doesn't that mean it's not broken or you probably most likely don't have a fracture? I think that's what they used to tell me when I turned my ankle every other month playing basketball. Don't worry, this is good. So I, I think you should, might be okay. Two Hopefully. drinks. I only had two uh, drinks. Uh huh. My my doctor yesterday did not look super like. Oh wow, this is, looks really good. She was like, Oh, you need an X ray right now. Mm. Should have not. Got to throw those shoes away. I'm just. Well. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Let's try a quick phone call. Let's go to Jeff in Malibu. Jeff, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how are you guys? All right. Good. Uh, you, you guys were talking about alternate universes. Uh, I'm currently calling from an alternate universe where I'm the GM of the Lakers, and I've just traded LeBron to Dallas. Why? And, because uh, 
I think I, I, it's hard to come up with a, with a deal. Uh, you can't do a straight-up deal with them, uh, but you can do a three-team deal. And I'll give you just the specifics. I'm not going to go into details, but this was approved on the NBA trade machine. That's all uh-huh. you need. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, that's all you need. You know, you don't know, make salaries match. But, um, yeah, so Dallas gets LeBron. Um, Toronto gets the Dallas number 10 pick in the draft this year. Uh, they get the Lakers number 17 pick in the draft this year, plus future first-round picks. Um, and they get $30 million additional cap space. Uh, and the Lakers get OG Ananobi Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and Filler. Look, there are ways you can make it work. Thanks for the call, Jeff. You 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 could have traded Russ for Giannis last year. Yeah. Trade tracker. You got it. I, I like potential trades. I like the trade yeah, speculation. Yeah. Yep. And this is all coming from what Shams reported earlier, where he said that Kyrie Irving reached out to Lakers star LeBron James and attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a, or excuse me, Irving is a free agent this offseason. So this is why we're talking about all this. But go to like the most bare bones of this. Anytime you hear a trade proposition, look at it from both sides. Would Dallas like to have LeBron James? Sure. I'm sure they would. But what do the Mavericks have that the Lakers would want that would reasonably come back? The only thing in that Lake in the Maverick universe that would intrigue the Lakers is Luca. You can't imagine that Luca is a part of any of this. Why would they ever want to do something like that? So it's a non-starter from the jump. This this is not a well, you know, this LeBron, I'm sure, has thought about playing somewhere other than the Lakers at some point beyond this year or the year after that. He wants to play for a long time. But Dallas with Kyrie and Luka, there's nothing coming back the other way. Why would the Lakers ever want to do that? The other one makes far more sense, bringing him here and sending some of the things you have the other way. That makes more sense for both sides than LeBron going to Dallas. And and on top of that, Kyrie is a free agent. So there is – Kyrie can help dictate a lot of this as well. Now the question is going to be, is he willing to take less money to come be a Los Angeles Laker? Is he willing to sign a short-term deal to be a Los Angeles Laker? I would tell you no. I don't think he is. I think he's going to go try to get the bag and go get paid in Dallas. You think somebody will do Dallas will offer him the money. Dallas right? I think is going to offer him the money. Yeah. I think they will. At least a 3 year I think minimum of 3 years is what he'll get in Dallas. So I listen, he can do what he's done in the past. Take the money and then figure out what happens from there. If it doesn't work in Dallas, he could end up somewhere else. I'm not telling you that's the right game plan, no, you're but right. if you want to get the money, that's how you're going to get paid. Lakers aren't going to offer Kyrie a four-year deal. And first off, why are you going to? Why would you offer him a four-year deal when Braun's got basically one year left on his contract? I, I, I got I think the other side of this that's most intriguing. If you're LeBron James, if LeBron tomorrow said, "Guys, I want to get traded. I don't want to be a Los Angeles Laker anymore." And let's just say hypothetical. Let's play yep, that out. Yep. Let's say Braun said that. All right, Bron's going to want to go somewhere where he has a chance to go in an NBA championship. Bron's going to want to go somewhere that the returning pieces that go back to the Los Angeles Lakers are not going to dismantle the team that he ends up. So they're giving up more what their future is yeah, future rather assets. than real players right now. But LeBron is also coming with this Lakers team that I think he's got to also look at and say, all right. We made it to the Western Conference Finals, but let's say this team is not perfect. Let's say that I am going to be a year older and there's some concerns there. Anthony Davis, I think, solidified this year. If it wasn't solidified before, he really did it this year. Played 56 games for the Lakers, played 16 postseason games. After he got injured against the Denver Nuggets and missed five weeks, he was pretty much there the entire time, just those back-to-backs he missed. What he solidified is, I'm one of the best defensive players in the NBA, and you need someone like me to win an NBA championship. At the same time, I'm also not going to give you 35, 30, 32, 29 a night. I'm very up and down on offense, but you still need him to win an NBA championship. Wouldn't Braun think that what the pieces that they have currently together now, the ability for Rob Palenka to maneuver in the offseason and go tweak some things here and there, doesn't he have a much better chance of being competitive with the Lakers than he does in most other places that he would be at? I, I Yes. And I think that's why the Dallas thing is easily just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like You can move on from it very quickly because of the reason you said. If this were, and again, I'm just throwing this out there. If this were the Golden State Warriors saying, hey, come on over here. 
Come on, we'll give them picks that we're going to take one more shot at this. We're going to give them the young pieces, the Jordan Pool, the this, Poole, and, and gonna, some young and pieces. Wiggins. They're going to go, but you come in, you play with Draymond, Steph, and Clay. We're it's gonna, a different story. Th- that's one of those, huh? Uh, okay, that. And again, you got to figure out the money and all that stuff works. But that's one of those. Maybe that's an intriguing. You're still close enough to your family, you could come down ma- anytime. It makes sense for the Warriors. Kind of makes sense for the Lakers. Kind of like you. That that's one. The Dallas thing is just kind of a. I, I don't see the upside for LeBron in this situation. Even if he wanted out, even if he said, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't think you're as close as you think you are. I want to go and take one last really good rip at this somewhere else. I don't think Dallas is the place that he's going because Dallas with Kyrie, Luka, and LeBron, that's a great three-headed monster, but what else would be on the team at that point? Nothing. This could very easily be similar to what we talked about after the Lakers lost to the Denver Nuggets. And in those final quotes, it's Bron saying, I'm going to need a second to think about everything, right? He wasn't guaranteeing that he was going to come back, but I think you and I both sat here and saying, Bron's coming back. This makes me feel the same way that we could be looking here and Kyrie's trying to get LeBron go to the Dallas Mavericks. You and I are still looking at each other and saying, yeah, LeBron's going to be back as a Los Angeles Laker. Does he finish his career here? We'll talk about that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So we were talking about uh, multiverses and all that kind of stuff during Factor Cap. And uh, what's today, Emily? The trade? What is it? For the Apple? Worldwide Developers Conference. Worldwide Developers Conference. For Apple. For Apple. And Tyler just sent me some of the simulations of those multi-screen things. Mm. I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. It's, yeah. it's with Disney. It's with ESPN and Disney together. Or gave like concept art of what this could look like. And so think of Red Zone. Only okay. instead of on your TV, you got four or five games going on. You have four or five TVs spread out in your house that aren't there. You're looking at four or five screens that are like full size. You just boom, boom, boom. Only it's all done. AI. Or like I got, one I got another migraine. <laughs> so you know how they do kind of those like really immersive uh, broadcasts on ESPN for like the college football um, national championship. Yeah. So it's something like that where like you can have stats here, you can have like yep. graphics here, and have everything all together and like in your living room at the same time. Why do I feel super stressed watching the game, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, and just like I can't? You like Ace Rothstein in Casino at the end when he's got that wall of TVs and he's just burning cigarettes down and just you gotta go screen and roll here look at the turnovers at the end of the day i could always pick winners but you know guys it's it's something like though 4d experiences in theaters that just like don't always play uh, you know something it can, something's gonna be too much or too overstimulating. like the 4d experience is like oh you'll get wet if like it still Mermaid comes feels on. fake you know what i mean like when you get even even like a really well done 3d movie you're, when you're watching it, it's you're fully aware that you're watching something in 3D. You don't lose yourself in it. At least mm-hmm. I don't. That when you're watching, it just you're always like, oh, this is really cool technology that they're able to kind of put that thing like in the middle of the room. Even, but you're always fully aware it's not there. You're you're an Oculus guy. Did you ever get lost in that world, or were right. you always like, so nah, here's, I'm wearing the headset? Here's what happened. I think the I have not used that thing in. When's the last time we talked about that? Over a Over year ago? Over a year ago, okay. yeah. So I had a small little moment where I'm like, hey, this thing is awesome. And it went away very quick. And it was like, the idea and the concept of it was pretty cool. You throw this thing on and you're, you pick where you want to be. I want to be 
on I want to be in space. Okay, you're in space and you see some stuff flying around this. I want to be on an island and you hear the the ocean coming in and stuff. It's pretty cool, right? Um, you could, if somebody else has it, I could have a buddy of mine be in the same room that I'm in and it's an avatar, right? So he's got his profile, I got my profile and we're in the same room and we're talking to each other and it's like, it's, it's, that would have been useful during the pandemic where you couldn't spend time with anybody. Concept cool. Yeah. Really goes away after like, you know, yeah. Here's the difference. 30 days you do. I'm like, yeah, that, what am I? No, I'm not going to do it. This concept that Apple's implementing is it's, it's. The space that you're in, and you can see the space that you're in. It's not you're right. putting on these goggles and reality's disappearing. It's you are you are within the so space. Like a so projection think projection. Think, think more yeah. like Tony Stark and Iron Man when he's yeah. when he's doing the thing and he's moving things around with his fingers, and it's all digital. That's essentially what they're trying to create. Thirty five hundred dollars, by the way, starting. Ooh, yes, that's well, I'm out. But, but also, <laughs> it'll probably go down if it's something that like everybody starts to get. You know, it's like it's like an iPhone. You know, it started off super duper duper expensive and then eventually meets the market. Slee, you might remember this, Emily. I, you're probably too young for this. The first time I saw high definition television, you you're wait wait wh- oh wh- yeah, what is that? Well, you know, I, it looked like, you were like a Best Buy or every a, freckle, yeah. <laughs> every freckle, and I'll never forget it. It was every blade of grass and grain of of dirt on a baseball. Right. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Remember when Nat Geo was putting out yes. there? Yes, and the, the scales on the fish. You're like, yeah. this is incredible. And then you look at the it's Planet like, Earth. That's what it was. Planet Earth. Ten thousand dollars. You're like, okay, I can't. That I'm out. A year later, they were disposable. Right, you could go to Costco and buy a TV, and it was oh yeah, that that's that's four hundred bucks. Yeah, and if what happens to price, and just get a new one. It happens that quick. So I'm out at thirty five hundred, but when it comes in at three fifty, then we're in a year from. And now, by the way, that's it's not you. You can't. How do you scale that thirty five hundred? You don't mean get so many. The consumers that you can have to actually buy that is so limited. Once they are able to say, "Okay, now we can make this and mass produce it," that's different. Or when it gets to be like where it's like my normal glasses, so like I could theoretically be yes. here at work and I have all these screens here. Like what I have on these TVs, instead I could have just in my uh, on my glasses, where it's less bulky, where you don't yeah. look like you're just walking around with like snow headset snowboard on. Gla- yeah. goggles on. So what you said to like one those alternate broadcasts we have a national championship game and all these things and they're super stat or coach heavy in there what they're doing is they're running an XY banana spider monkey it's like okay stop you're overwhelming me I can't watch those I want Mike Breen yelling bang in the NBA finals I'm with you I I don't need uh, actually this is a high pick and roll with a pin down on like stop I just want to hear bang and I want to hear Jeff Van Gundy hate or a things. player mic'd up yeah just simple things like easy. that. Yeah. Easy. I don't need the the deep dive yeah. too much. Yeah, I was told there would it's be no much. math. I don't need any other math. All right, AD eligible to sign a three year, one hundred and sixty seven and a half million dollar max extension. Uh, he's eligible to sign that at the beginning of August, August fourth. Um, you wonder, okay? And I'm just I'm just connecting dots here. I the LeBron future, the Kyrie rumors, the uh, Anthony Davis extension, they all have to be connected to a certain degree. By how much, I guess, is debatable. But if LeBron really is thinking, hey, listen, I need to go somewhere else to play with my son, whatever the answer might be, and Anthony Davis is coming up, and do you try to connect the two of them on term? Because if I'm Anthony Davis, I want all of it. I don't want to take a two-year deal because LeBron's on a two-year deal. How much of Anthony Davis's future is connected to LeBron James' future? Are they completely separate from one another? So I'm going to go back to something I said a little bit earlier. I think there was a long time that I thought the window for both of these guys were connected. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a time, too, where Anthony Davis just couldn't stay on the floor and you really kind of started questioning is this a player that you can depend on, rely on? By the way, that's still always going to be in question. That just he's more of an injury-prone player, and yep. that, that is what it that's is. the reality of it. But I, I think Anthony Davis, I think now I'm ready to – you could separate the two. Let's say LeBron James decides in one year that he's done with the Los Angeles Lakers and he goes and joins Bronny on a team in the NBA, hypothetically, right? Let's say he went and did that. Anthony Davis is this for you. He's about 25 points a game – about 10 to 12 rebounds a game, um, about two to three blocks a game. He's going to shoot over 50% from the field, and he's arguably one of the best defenders in the NBA. 
Do you have to associate – I think if you're saying to yourself, if Anthony Davis is the best player on your team and here's the baton, you just got it handed to you, I don't like that scenario at all. But if you're telling me Anthony Davis is one of the LeBron James tenure with the Lakers ends and Anthony Davis is still here, I'm okay with that. You just got to make sure that you put the right guys around Anthony Davis and understand – AD has a ceiling of what he is. And that ceiling, I think a lot of teams wish they had a player like yes. Anthony Davis. Um, and now you got to find players that complement what AD brings to the table. And AD is able to, maybe you can bring somebody that's so great on offense because AD can clean up whatever it is on the defensive side. I think you just have to understand that that's what he brings to the table. I'm much more comfortable, I think, today talking about Anthony Davis and an extension with the Lakers than I probably would have been a year ago. I couldn't agree more. I I, I think it's so funny how much this stuff changes, right? Because, look, the idea was for Anthony Davis to develop into the best player on a championship team, that LeBron and he would basically flip roles. That LeBron, when they won the in the bubble in 2020, was the best player on the team, but it was really close. Anthony Davis was a very close second. And then over the course of the next year or two, you want to see those roles reverse, where Anthony Davis is doing all of those things and LeBron is supporting him at a very, very high level. It's not exactly what happened. But because AD finished the season relatively healthy and became consistently inconsistent to the point where I would much rather deal with, hey, he's got 30 one night and 17 another, and he's got 26 here, he's got 12 here, but I know what I'm getting on the other end of the floor. I just got to find the other guy to put with him now. And as yeah. LeBron gets older, he's probably not that guy. He can have moments, but he can't be the guy night in and night out. You almost have to figure out the top of this. As LeBron leaves, it's not that you need Anthony Davis to ascend to the top. You need to find a different top. Anthony Davis is the best possible version of the second best player on your team. He is the perfect second best player on a team. If he needs to be your best guy, you're probably going to come in a little short. It's probably not enough. But if he's my second best guy, get the hell out of my way, as long as my first guy is good enough. And, right, and, and there aren't a lot of those guys. The challenge is... Who are those guys? It's Doncic, it's Giannis, it's probably Luka. Embiid, it's yeah. Embiid. There, there, mm-hmm. There's a handful of them, and it's very hard to get them into your team. But yeah, I think you do kind of shoot for that. It's like, look, lock him up, have him be here. And I, I've done a 180 on it. I was like, listen, this guy never plays. You just he which was fair. Got it which together, was fair. and mm-hmm. to the point of he didn't get it together to the tune of Jokic, where he's 35, 17, and 14 a night. But he's pretty damn good, and as long as he's playing. He's got to be the center of your team going forward. And not like the position center, the epicenter of your team until you find the next best guy. So this is what I think – we don't help our conversation when we we try to label Anthony Davis in a group. There's only one Giannis, okay? There's only one Embiid. There's only one Jokic. And those are your three best bigs in the NBA. Forget center, power forward, doesn't matter. Those are your best – your three best bigs in the NBA. Um. AD is in that second tier. Mm-hmm. And that second tier that Anthony Davis is in is still an unbelievable player as a big man who, by the way, can help you win an NBA championship and dominates one side of the floor. And those three guys you mentioned out, they're all the best player on their team. Mm-hmm. He's not. And they're all MVP winners. Yes. And they're all, right, have represented the league that way. But that that's the part of it that I think, let's use this upcoming season, we were talking about it, that even with... LeBron James, even with Anthony Davis, and even with some pretty good role players, you got swept in the Western Conference Finals, which means that they still need more talent to make it happen. But I look at Anthony Davis, I've accepted him for who he is. And the player that he is, if I'm if I'm thinking in my head that Anthony Davis is going to be Giannis or Joker or Joel Embiid, I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. But if I think of Anthony Davis as... This is who he is. He's about 25 a night, probably right 24, 23 a night, something like that. He's going to grab me 12 rebounds. He's going to be unbelievable on the defensive side. He's going to have nights where you say he's the best player on the floor, and yep. he's going to have other nights where you say, I forgot he was on the floor. Yeah, and once you come to grips with that, it's much easier to deal with him. Like I'm talking as a fan, right? As an executive, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I'm just saying, once I – what was it? Maybe shortly after Christmas – 
when it's like, you know what, I'm just going to, whatever we get with Anthony Davis, I'm just going to take it and enjoy it. And when it's not there, all right, that just is going to be the way that it is. It's a far more enjoyable ride as a Laker fan. And when you get it, like, that was great. Maybe he can do it again. Maybe not. But when you say, all right, he's going to do that again, you're going to be left wanting over and over and over again. That's why you got to find that your next best player, maybe we might not even know the guy's name right now, Al. It may be a name that we know really well. Maybe Luca gets to the point where he says, I don't want to be here anymore. This doesn't work for me. You guys don't know how to put it around. I want I trust out. that franchise. And, but, and that's where the Lakers have an advantage over everybody. Like, hey, we'll take you. We know how to deal with stars. We know how to get you what you need. And that may be their play. Like, just wait until one of those guys says, I don't like it here anymore. I got to go somewhere else. And whether it's a LeBron situation, a Shaq situation, whatever it is, like, okay, when that guy comes up, we're ready to jump on it. And, and they'll they'll be in position financially to do it as well, right? Let's see what happens over the next year or so. But the AD and extension part of it, I'm, I'm in on that. What team is Kyrie Irving on next year? The Wizards. That <laughs> would be terrific. The Wizards. Uh, he's on the maps. Right. And Lakers. Or, excuse me, and LeBron. He's on the Lakers. Right. Right. This is this this is talk yep this is chatter it's interesting chatter it is but it's it's also not likely to happen it look if it does god only knows what the lakers get coming back the other way but it's and and lebron would have to want it to have. We haven't even the, talked the, about con- that the connections Kyrie has to the lakers make sense the connections that lebron would have to dallas does not make sense aaron judge broke dodger stadium over the weekend that's next it's travis lee 710 espn This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got to get that Gladiators 30 for 30 under your belt. I got to make that happen. You're right. It's pretty gnarly. The 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 part 1 which is 90 minutes long kind of goes through all the games and the guy the guys it's yep. it's it's a nice little throwback to the 90s and early 2000s when that was the most popular show on TV. It's pretty great. How, how much did you walk away like, wow, I learned a lot from this thing? Most of it. Okay, like, I like that. M- most of it. It was, I remember the games. I remember some of the guys. There's the whole backstory to how this thing came together that's fascinating. Very excited to find out what you think of Johnny Ferraro. Johnny Ferraro is one of the creators of the series and former Elvis impersonator. Okay, I got I There's, there's a lot yeah, going on there. Yeah, we talked about it last week, so you already you already saw it. Uh-huh. Um, I'll, I'll find a way to watch it. I'll watch it this week. I, I'm curious, and then the second part is heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's heavy. Like the first part's kind of fun, and like oh, I remember that. Oh, oh my gosh, that guy got smoked. And then, and then the, the second, second part, part is, is real. Oh my gosh, this is this is really sad. Yeah, a lot going on. Okay, lot going on. Set aside three hours. You'll be good to go. Three and a half, actually. Three and a, hour and a half plus two. The chances Funches watches no, anything long. I just throw fun, okay. I, I'll be honest. Funches kind of let me down. Why? Because I told I forget we were Funches overheard us talking about American Gladiators, mm-hmm. and I said to him, he said to me, "Oh my, I can't wait to see it." So I said, "It's on tonight and tomorrow. I know you're coming in Friday. Make sure you're ready." I didn't see it. <laughs> All right then. He had stuff to do. Come on, all right Trav. then. It was it was it was the good not good fellas, the Godfather all over again. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I love- all right, you ready to? No, I didn't see it. I'm like, Funches, come on, man. That's why I love the guy. That's why I love him. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Aaron Judge should have to pay to get that gate fixed in right okay. field for the Dodgers. Let me let me see. There he is, right there. Yeah, Dick, he's already. You he's should you should to try to come himself. in and defend yourself. He's come in here and turn his on honor. the mic. Yeah. 
I well, no, I didn't. Right do here, it right under, here, Funch, Funch, right here. Yeah. Yep. So you were so excited when I told you it was going to be on, and then when you came in, you hadn't I, seen I, it. I, I'm sorry, man. I started watching this show on App, Apple Plus with Seth Rogen's and uh, Rose Byrne. They were about friends or whatever. I don't know. I binge, started binge watching that, and I'm sorry I didn't platonic. watch Platonic. Emily House okay. Platonic. Funch just can't hear me, but oh. yeah, it's it's it's. I haven't watched. I just know it exists. Oh, okay. She I thought said it's the she, one show she she has not she seen has it. not seen it. Sorry. So, yeah. So here's I'm with you on this. If you start binge watching something and it ropes you in, it's really tough mm-hmm. to say I'm going to stop watching this and go to a completely different show. Also, I started uh, binge watching the new Arnold Schwarzenegger series oh, on Netflix. Rev, what's it? No, Fubar. Fubar, which is That's pretty. It. It's really funny. Really funny. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the '90s. You know, like really funny. Right, I got to watch a Gladiator. Yeah. I saw Are you going to watch it, or is this going to be another Godfather situation? No, I'll for you? watch it. I'll watch it because I, I mean, I read about what goes on in American Gladiators before the Thirty for Thirty came out, mm-hmm. like which, what, all the crazy stuff that you probably saw. In well, part he said two. it's heavy. He yeah, the second very heavy. part is super yeah, heavy. Like you super know, heavy. all this the extracurricular stuff, and, and, yeah. and a lot of guys didn't go well. Just put it that I don't want to spoil too much of it, but some of these guys had a really hard yeah. run after Gladiators ended. Will you watch Godfather Godfather Three tonight after Lakers talk? <laughs> no, man. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. No. I just wanted to get that. But maybe that American Gladiators. Te- but text, American. text me when you see it, and we can go back and forth. I will definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Fudge. Still, still kind of bummed out that he left me hanging. Love how excited you were thinking he was. He well, was I thought it. I found yeah, some yeah, partner in crime no, no. because I know you are aware of it, but you didn't really watch it like that, right? That wasn't something that you were spending your Saturday afternoon watching. Actually, you'd be you'd be surprised. Okay, I, I got my fair share in. Okay, good. Yeah, it then was an exciting show. You watch it tonight and don't leave me hanging like punches. We could do it tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I got it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I don't think I can watch it tonight, but I can watch it tomorrow night. We talk about Wednesday. All right. Let let me know when you get to okay. it, and and then we'll. We'll cut Funchess loose, and he does. He can go back to Seth Rogen on Apple TV. You know, you you did not watch that. You're not interested. Uh, so I'm not really an Apple TV show person because I feel like it's a lot of big stars and not a lot of good plots. So uh, not really my bag tending. But like, uh, tell you watched it. You like it? So this this Seth Rogen show, it's it reminds me of a spinoff. The the two were paired together in Neighbors, right? Yeah. This show just doesn't cut it for me. However. To tangent, because we're talking about Apple TV, shrinking with Jason Siegel. That's Harrison Ford, too, right? Harrison Ford, entirely yeah. worth your time. Okay. Very good. I'll never see it, but it sounds good. <laughs> Let me know when you watched yeah. it, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> but see, unlike Funches, I'm not going to tell you, oh, Tyler, that sounds great. I can't wait to talk about it. I know for a fact I will never see it. I, I appreciate the honesty. I have recommended Funches a lot of things. Funches to get you excited. And then he's like, all right. And it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that I'm trying to leave him hanging. I don't have an Apple TV. I probably... That's probably not even true. We probably do. I just don't even think we've ever signed on to it. But I have to tell Tyler, I've recommended many things to Travis, and I think he has watched one of them. What, what was that? Veep. You've watched Veep. Oh, I did. Yes. By the way, I liked it. Yeah. My terrific. hit rate is pretty good. I think that terrific. you would like all the things I recommend. You just don't watch them. I don't watch a ton of TV, but when <laughs> she's yeah. one for one, yeah. the one that I did When the see, Dodger channel is not working, he watches a lot I confess more to Jaime that I watch the Fernando documentary as much as I do. I say, I feel like I know you because not only have you been on the radio forever and ever, and I'm a Dodger fan, but I've seen you with Fernando probably three times a week for the last couple of years. Just He's like, I didn't one, even know. Like, he probably weird, doesn't man. even know it aired. <laughs> just wanted to let you know that if it's on, uh, I'm going to watch it again. Such a great day. Enjoyed it a great deal. Um, Aaron Judge, did you see him? I'm sure yeah. you did. Smash into the outfield. Yeah. You know that wasn't even the part where like they come out, right? That he just kind of broke the hinge on a part that wasn't supposed to open. Yeah, that's not so confusing. And by the way, that's that's as close to, yeah, some of those guys, they catch a ball and they have a second to kind of turn around. Yep. It's like, bam, then they hit the wall. That's as bang, bang as you can get. And that wall looked like it's done. The wall got demolished. It's over. <laughs> the He's one of those guys. Okay, I'm not a Yankee fan. I wanted the Dodgers to sweep that series. He's a hard guy to root against. He's hitting bombs. He's crashing into walls. He's robbing home runs. He's a very hard guy for me to root against. And when you see, but, but how much money did he signed for this offseason? A, a trillion dollars, something like that. Yeah. And he's going out there running through the right field gate. If I'm a Yankee fan, I'm like, dude, stop doing that. Can we just play that on a hop and get ready to play the next day? Didn't play yesterday. They're yeah. off today. Mm-hmm. That's one of those, your best play, and he's their best player by a mile. Maybe we don't sacrifice ourselves on the gate in June. Something cool about, and I, I, listen, we'll see what happens come postseason, but there's something about those two franchises playing this weekend. 
and just seeing the LA and the NY. Yeah. And it's these two powerful, powerful brands. And it's Fox grabbing the game on Saturday, and it's ESPN taking the game on Sunday, and they're both nationally televised. And I know this is this is just going to be part of how Major League Baseball is. Um, I like that, the by the way. The fact that you can play every team every single year now, and the Yankees get a chance to come out to L.A. for that three-game set, and next year the Dodgers are going to go out to New York for their three-game set or whatever it is, does it just not seem right that I, – I don't know. That's just what stood out. It was, so, it was so powerful to see the two brands and Fox and ESPN both waiting, hey, can we have the Saturday and can we have the Sunday? I thought that was great. We were talking with Jaime and Oral about that. The Dodgers and Yankees haven't played a meaningful game against each other in 40 years. But it's still to your point. It still felt like a huge deal because of certain logos that Absolutely. just look right. Absolutely, when the Dodgers go there next year, and the, then the Red Sox come into town, and vice versa, when the Cubs go into Yankee Stadium in Fenway Park. There's just a handful of those matchups that feel cool, it, for lack of a better word. It's obviously can't happen in the NFL because you only have so many games. But for Major League Baseball to have 162 games and then not not to be able to figure that out until now. I mean, come on. Let's, 19 <laughs> against the Diamondbacks or 13 against the Diamondbacks and you get to play the Red Sox and the Yankees every year? Yeah, let's do that. I, I just think it doesn't uh, seem complicated. No, no. What about those six games against the Diamondbacks? You know? <laughs> well, they might need them this year. I always love you know getting a chance, and you got a chance to do this as well, doing the Laker broadcast. And it's the only time they're going to come to Chicago. And it's the only time that you'll get to see the Lakers and LeBron in New York. Just using these examples. It happens every year, Mm -hmm. but it's only once a year. Those are meaningful games. I'm sure there's probably a freaking ton of Yankee fans that are here, whatever the case is, and they're at Dodger Stadium. It just felt right to see all that this weekend. The Dodgers this week, not this week, this season, coming into the season, it was, hey, do they have enough starting pitching? And it was, and I remember having the conversation with you saying, yeah, they do. They've got all these guys and it's going to be fine. What about Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney and all these? They're going to be fine. And they were. And then guys, Julio goes down yep. and May goes down. Mm-hmm. And Tony Gonsolin starts the season on the IL. Like oh, they, they don't have any of their guys and they've just slotted in, whether it's Miller, whether it's Grove, whether it's Stone, any of these guys, they've figured out their starting rotation more or less. Their bullpen is still a huge problem. They've got Evan Phillips. And go ahead and figure it out after that. Mm. He's the only guy that comes out of that bullpen. You're like, I think he's got a really good chance that this goes cleanly. Gratterall, I don't know. Ferguson, I don't know. Vezia, Bickford, and those guys, and the other cast of characters they have going through there. The last two seasons, the reason they won 111 games in part is because mm. the 6th, 7th, and 8th inning were just boom, boom, boom. They were so smooth and easy and connected. They're just scuffling to get through those middle innings now. They, they just do not have that smooth entry into the ninth inning the way that they have for the last few seasons. I was thinking about this yesterday, and I, I know the bullpen struggled yesterday, and that's why they uh, eventually lost that game. But I was thinking about this yesterday, that if they just – that's starting pitching. If it's right by the time you get to the postseason – I know we mm-hmm. got a long way to go. Four months. <laughs> um but they're going to be – they got a good chance to be scary. And I wonder if before the trade deadline, if what you're talking about, the bullpen, or needing another starter, just that third, fourth guy on one of these other teams, how aggressive they're going to be to go they're to gonna go fu- They're going to get a starter. I, I, I would bet you my thumb that they're going to get a starter. I wouldn't be surprised if they got some bullpen help for sure. But if they're going to win the World Series, they're going to have to do to someone else what people have been doing to them. They're going to have to be hot at the, at the end right time because I don't mm-hmm. know if they're the best team. They're one of the best teams, but they're not light years better than they were previously. And Bobby Miller, World Series MVP, you heard it here first. Could happen. It could happen. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Ali, don't remember if this guy made your final list or not. I think okay. he did. Today is the anniversary. It was uh, June 5th, 2008, that Paul Pierce left a oh, yeah. final no, team in a wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he was on your final list, yeah? Yeah, Paul Pierce. Remember, I initially took the Clippers, and then I was like, no, let's take them off, and I put Paul Pierce on. <laughs> That's what it was. So Paul Pierce made the list. So, yeah. I, I, Do you believe the story that's out there? That he that, needed to use the re- or he, he basically did use the restroom, yeah. but in his white Boston Celtic shorts. I do believe that. Yeah, I do too. I because do too. 
it's funny when it all went it down. Happen, unfortunately, it, it's funny when it all went <laughs> down, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, he's done." The guy is getting carried. There's a wheelchair. It's over. He's done for the series. And about 18 seconds later, he's jogging on the court, checking in. I'm like, what the hell? And then he's kind of, and the crowd is going crazy too. He just did something miraculous. At the moment, you're thinking it's miraculous, but no. Yeah. Look, it does happen, and it's one of those unfortunate things. It's a great equalizer. Everybody's equally vulnerable in those moments, right? It's just, hey, man, I got to get out of here real quick. I'll be back as soon as I can. If he was playing for Brooklyn and he had black shorts on, does he stay on the floor? It's a great topic for the dump as well, you know. (laughs) Indeed it is. Come on, The leavings. Is that what we're going to change it to? Uh, It's a classy show. All in on this, okay? Okay. Um, Netflix is going to release a documentary on the 2006 through the 2009 Urban Meyer teams at the University of Florida, according to one of his uh, former players, linebacker Brandon Seiler, Swamp Kings is set to be released on August 23rd. So we got about two months or so before we get there. You know my feelings on Urban Meyer. I think he is about as sleazy a guy as you've seen in college football ever. Really good football coach. But that Florida team, this was Tim Tebow, this is Aaron Hernandez, this is the Pouncey brothers, this is Cam Newton was there briefly. Like, this is the spot where it was all going down. I can't wait. So, it's funny because I, I usually you tell me, and I, I kind of fall into this as well, hey, there's too many of these sports documentaries coming out. There's too much coming out. Are there enough interesting stories? Are they, what's the angle? Am I going to learn anything I don't know? I don't know much about this. I'm not. I'm. I'm not here to tell you at that time. I'm paying all that close attention. I. I, I don't know all that much about it. If you watch it, and you say, "Al, oh, you got to go see," I need somebody to recommend it to me in order for me to go watch it. This was the beginning of Aaron Hernandez, right? Which oh, is yeah. just in and of itself about as fascinating a topic as there is. That we documentary all, I saw. We all know how that ends, mm-hmm. right? But it, they, as the story goes, as the reporting is gone. Urban Meyer knew that Aaron Hernandez was doing a whole bunch of stuff he wasn't supposed to be doing, like really, really dangerous, crazy stuff, and just completely looked the other way because he was a terrific football player. And that that was kind of the the M.O. of the entire operation. And then you had this guy that was the most chaste beacon of light and Tim Tebow that was doing all these and things. And he was like viral. Like Tim Tebow, Tebow? was oh, everywhere. Yeah. Even, even if you didn't really watch college sports, he was everywhere. People was would everywhere, like Tim right? Tebow everywhere where they put their hand, their fist on their forehead and like do... Tebowing. Te- yeah, Tebowing was yeah. everywhere. And it's, it's just very interesting because I want this documentary so bad. Like I Me need too. to see it because it's so... I was so young at the time. You brought up a good point, Em, that if this were HBO or ESPN, it'd be like, okay, 100% all... HBO and ESPN are terrific at doing sports documentaries. Netflix, we don't have much of a track record with those So guys. there was the Monte Teo doc, which I thought was okay. somewhat I, I, I liked it. to me. Okay. I thought yeah. it was good. But they've, they've been hit or miss. They did the Aaron Hernandez doc before, and I thought it was good, again, because I didn't really know as much about it. Yeah. So the, they are hit or miss, but they also did do the Jordan doc. So... It was in compl- It was with ESPN. It was ESPN and Netflix did that together. The um, uh, the Last Dance. Last Dance. Oh. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. It was it was a combo deal. Huh. I'm in. I'm in. I I, I haven't seen it yet. I recommend it to you. Already. You should, you should watch it when it comes out. Well, here's the thing. The if subject matter is that good. But if you hate it, you're still gonna make. Slee, you should watch it, and then you're gonna wait then for I'll- me to say. It was awful, wasn't no, it? No, no. If it's bad, I'll say I'll correct them on all the things that they got wrong because I remember it like it was yesterday. It was great. There's also birthday. the Malice of the Palace doc on Netflix. Is, that I was really was good. good. That yeah. was a really good yeah. one. That that is one that you watch that and you hear Jermaine O'Neal, you hear all these Reggie Miller. You come out of that one, uh, Meta. You're like, yeah, they got. I don't want to say a bad rap, but that wasn't the whole story. Those guys were given. They were better guys than they made them look in the it was It was a good opportunity to hear the other side of the story, which you don't usually get to hear. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney spent so much money, nearly a, half a million dollars taking their team to Vegas to celebrate their promotion, right? They were promoted from one league up to the next yes. higher league. Wrexham did very, very well this season. Half a million dollar weekend bender in Vegas league. Probably, God knows what they have made. 
um, since they've bought that team and the promotion that they've made for well, the, also this Ryan is just Reynolds another small investment. Bought and sold Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, like didn't he for sell a ton. Aviation Gin too? Yes, he has had really good investments outside of his acting career, and it doesn't help that he's married to Blake Lively. She and has her right. career and uh, her net worth. Have you ever gone on a trip where the whole thing was just kind of taken care of, and you're just blown away that how awesome the whole process is? Yeah, in Vegas. I've done that before in Vegas. Uh, who's, out, who's Nickel? Um, so one of my best friends, um, his uncle was a big time player in Vegas. This time I was like 21 years old. Okay. And what'd you get to do? Um, the restaurant we went to was basically order anything you want, and it doesn't matter. And it was an expensive restaurant. The club that we went to was bottle service, and they're pouring anything that you could think of, and it doesn't matter. Uh, everything we did was – it didn't matter. The place that we stayed at – I think we stayed actually at the Palms at the okay. time, right? Oh, yeah, that and was that's, hot. That's, that was the place. Yeah. The room that we stayed – it just – everything was it doesn't matter. And I didn't even know what any of that meant, but everything didn't matter. It's an unbelievably liberating thing. We took a trip. The only time I've ever been to Cabo was on – it was a 40th birthday – and it was, hey, this is on us. You're not. We stayed in one of those those mansions up on the hill in Cabo. That's like the drug dealer mansion. There was a chef that was there at all times. Literally, they were doing drug deals Car, while you guys were there. Car service everywhere you went, everywhere you would go. You never saw money change hands. And it, it, we were there for five days. It was the ballerest thing I've ever experienced. Limo to and from the airport. Everything about it. first class down there and back. It was uh, pretty great. Ryan Reynolds worth 350 mil. That seems, honestly, that seems low. low. I, they sold Aviation Gin for like 800 million. I guess it just depends how much he, he, what his stake was it. All of it. Give, me, give it to me all. Give it to me all. Let's do a little remote super cross talk. Woo, 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 woo. All right. So Al and I are in the studio here. Uh, Mace is off today. Ireland and MT are in Koreatown. Where exactly are you guys today? We're in Seoul. Uh, no, we are not at Seoul. <laughs> we uh, we are on Vermont, but it's it's a dedication of a mural, Trav, that is um, that is represents all the great duos in Laker history. So oh, they wow. have Magic and Kareem where, and Kobe where, and Shaq. Where are me and Rick Fox, the two greatest <laughs> Bahamian duos? Uh, yeah, yeah, Michael didn't make the mural. Kobe made it twice, once with Shaq and once with Pow, and then AD and LeBron are up there. And it covers the whole side of a wall, hmm. which is pretty cool. And it, this is the first ever Lakers Town event, which is brought to you by BBGo. Okay. And uh, so we've got a bunch of food trucks. Where's Stu Lance? Yeah, well, uh, in San Diego sleeping. <laughs> but uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a really cool thing that people can come and visit for a lot of years to come. So you're kind of ripping off all those duos in Laker history. And the only other franchise that kind of comes to mind that could just kind of go – Blow for blow with the Lakers is just the legends of the game. It's probably the Yankees, right? Am I missing anything? It's just every team's got a few. Like the Dodgers have more than a few, but to be able to go into like your third and fourth handful of great players, how is could it, you? How could you be so disrespectful? Who I am I missing? You understood sports. What did I, I miss? There's a team back east uh, that wears green that has some legends. Although Michael, I just think, say, no, hold but, on. But think of the last 30, 35 years of Boston Celtics I, history. Yes. Well, they have more retired numbers than us, but they'll retire somebody if he makes a layup. You know, the Lakers <laughs> only retire people if. Uh, oh, come on, that's not fair. I what, mean, what no, they've got about? like twenty Hall of Famers. Come on, they've now. got like thirty retired numbers. Yeah, but they got a bunch of Hall of. Don Hall Nelson of Famers. should be retired. The, matter of fact, the only Hall of Famer that's not up there, that's up there, that isn't in the Hall of Fame is uh, Cedric Maxwell. Everybody else is Hall of Famer. Well, we aren't putting him in, are we? That's the Hall of Famer. Well, no, I don't he think He was so. an NBA Finals MVP yeah, once. Yeah, multiple things. All, all he does, you know. he does now is harass right, you. I know. So yeah. I'll give you the Celtics. I, I missed this. Yeah, but is, there any, is there anybody else? That's three teams out of four major sports. Well, what about the uh, Montreal Canadiens? Okay, so I don't know like that 28 one. Stanley I'll Cups. take your word for that. I only know Rocket I'm, Richard. I'm the black guy, and I'm teaching you about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Travis. Turn Rock, on your white right, car. No, here you go. Rocket <laughs> Richard. Who else you got? Uh, there was Phil Esposito. There was Bobby Orr. Bobby there Orr was, was a Bruin. Uh, Stan Makita. He was huh? a Blackhawk. There was Wayne Gretzky. See, I want you. No, I'm taking my white card back. 
Oh, what, what, no, but we still, I mean, okay, I don't know all the Montreal Canadiens legends, but I mean, after 28 Stanley Cups, I kind of think they have, uh, they, they must have a bunch I'm of legends. I need, I need to have seen at least oh, one of them on. on color TV. Well, I've always made the <laughs> argument, guys, that if you gave me every Laker, yeah. anybody who's ever played for the Lakers, and I could make a team, I could give you the whole, let's try it, Travis. Yeah. I'll give you everybody else. Oh, yeah, you're good. Every, uh, okay, so my, my backcourt is uh, Kobe and Jerry West. What? Wait a minute. Well, i got to put Magic in, yeah. so Jerry will come Jeez. off the bench. Yeah, right. it's Magic right, so Kobe, and Kobe. Yep. Magic and Kobe, and my front line would be LeBron, Elgin, Baylor, and Kareem. What about Worthy? He's listening. I know, but he's, he'll be here. <laughs> no, but Worthy would come off the bench, so would Carl Malone. Yeah. So, so Shaq's coming Wilt, off the bench? Wilt coming yep. off the bench. Wait a minute. Who's going to tell Wilt and Shaq they're coming off the bench? Well, you could put Kareem. No, <laughs> you got to start Kareem, yeah, right? You better tell have Riley so, tell him. So, Trev, who, I All mean, right. who? So, Michael, so, let's let's. I'm, let's I'm, here, here's what I got. Would, here's my first four, okay? And then okay. we're gonna have to. So, I got Jordan, Bird, Duncan, and Russell. Okay, okay. to mean to, to challenge to, the to Lakers. Challenge yes. Oh yeah. Uh, Akeem, a, no, I I would put I would put Akeem in before I'd put Russell. Okay. Akeem so, was Russell both ways. Russell we'll, we'll take Russell and put him on the bench. Player ever. So we still need a fifth guy. So if we've got Jordan, Bird, Duncan, and Hakeem, we need another guard. What do you think, Michael Oscar Robertson? Maybe. Oh well, you so you got your front court already set. You need a guard. Yeah, I need one more guard. I need so a you point. Got Jordan. Well, you can either throw in John Stockton or Isaiah Thomas. Throw in Steph. Isaiah, throw Steph. Steph. Oh, give me Steph. Steph. Yeah. Give me Steph. Yeah. 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 yeah, but doesn't my – I mean, either way, my team can can will probably beat you and certainly goes toe-to-toe -to -toe yes. with you. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Yankees so that's, I mean, the Lakers' history is unparalleled. Yeah. So it's just the way it works. How, how far back in the duo of the murals? Are we going all the way back to, like, the 60s and 70s, or is it more Showtime well, story? Well, if, no, the oldest, one, the oldest ones there are Magic and Kareem. Okay. What, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean they ran? They must have ran out of wall because where's Weston Baylor? <laughs> yeah, they did. They but, just they did everybody. Put it on the roof. Shrunk the figures down. It's post nineteen. How could you have uh, duos up there not have Weston Baylor? Now I know they didn't win a championship, but That's they why. are. They are still, still, still a couple of the greatest minute, ever. Did, well, Elgin got a ring for nineteen seventy two, even yeah, though he wasn't on the team yeah, at the only, end of the year. Yeah, he only played seven games that year. Well, I mean, if you put you put West and Wilt up there, yeah, Mike, you could do that. Michael, how are um, you? How are you spending your off season so far? I feel like bored I, I was just gonna say I feel like you're good for like two days, and now you're just gonna start traveling to Denver and Miami. <laughs> yeah, I'm miserable. I'm miserable because for the last I don't know seven or eight years, you know, I was used to going to the finals as a spectator, of course, watching the Warriors. So or at least late into the playoffs, I wasn't expecting to be out of the uh, playoffs this round. I thought the Lakers, whoever was gonna win the Warriors and Lakers series, was gonna get to the finals. I was shocked the Lakers got swept by Denver. But, yeah, I'm uh, quite bored. And, listen, I'm happy to have – listen, everybody loves a day off. Who are listening to us right now who's working and have to s slosh around in traffic. We all love days off. But you don't want every day off. You know, you get bored. Have you not gotten on the bike or play tennis? Or I know you like to do yeah, those things. Michael works out every day. How much, how much pickleball can a man play? <laughs> and I love pickleball. Ooh, maybe he could be our opponent, Slee, you know, as the two best pickleball no, players no. here at the station. One thing I don't do, uh, Travis, I love golf. And I love pickleball, but I never play in tournaments. Those things take too long. <laughs> I want to get out there, play, be done in an hour. Okay. That's how I like to play. John, John and Michael, I'll ask you this because before the finals started, Trav asked me to sell him on why this was going to be an interesting finals. And I tried, I tried to give him my pitch. Uh, I don't think it worked at all. <laughs> I know you two are watching these games. What do yeah, you guys thought so far of the finals? Well, I know just, you're watching I'm it. I'm just, just not, not that particularly invested in it. Last night's game was great. Yeah. It was. It was I a could... fine game, but I, when you don't care who wins, it's very hard oh, for me on. to get invested in it. Really? Yes. So if, you, if, if your Rams aren't in the Super Bowl, you're not going to watch? No, because I feel f about football differently than I do the NBA. And, and I follow that league so a little a bit closer. He's watching <laughs> so Thursday you... night games between the Browns. Cle Cleveland and Jacksonville. <laughs> So if U.S. S., you went to Santa Barbara, right? Yes. So if U.S. if Santa Barbara's not in the Final Four in college football, you're not going to watch it. Well, we haven't had a football team since '91, so that's oh, going to be a well, tough fight. <laughs> but that would be that would be a problem. <laughs> that would be an upset to be sure. Oh man, this is but an college basketball is a finals. perfect example because yeah, kinda. I mean, I'll watch it if there's like when Slee's Aztecs are in it. I'm in it because uh -huh. I know Slee cares about it. But if I don't have a yeah. dog in the fight, it's hard for me. 
Well, that's true, too. I don't have a dog in this fight, but I, I'm pulling for Pat Riley, of course, in the heat. But still, it's intriguing to watch this matchup, the, the grit of the Miami Heat. That's kind of like uh, contrary to the, to, the, to the town. You would think a Miami team would be all about glitz and glamour, but a little more of a blue-collar team. For sure. And then the finesse, finesse uh, synchronicity of the uh, Denver Nuggets and Jokic, 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 the way he plays. It's just fascinating to watch. So when- hey, somebody just tweeted us, Trav, that yeah. uh, Reggie Lewis is also a player not in the Hall of Fame with his number retired by the Celtics. That's right. Yeah, but they did that out of sympathy. Uh, also, Don Nelson is not in the Hall of Fame as a player, only as a coach. Yeah. His numbers. Are I, I, I feel comfortable in that one. What did, what did you guys make of uh, Shams report about Kyrie trying to lobby LeBron you know, to come to Dallas? I'm so disappointed in you and, and uh, uh, what's, your, what's your partner's name again? Alan you know, Sleeve. Uh, Ryan. I can't with. believe you guys wasted three hours of our life talking about that. Who who comes up with this garbage? Just because well, Kyrie, Kyrie says, hey, in this case. Oh, well, why would you even give that any credit or any weight? Yeah, like Trev, I could start a rumor today that Giannis is coming to the yeah. Clippers. You want to do three hours but, on that? But, but if Giannis started the rumor, yeah, I would. And if it's yep. Shams and it's Chris Haynes, at least there's two guys that are obviously no, reputable. No. I could see if you guys are talking about it if Luca was pressing Mark Cuban to make the deal, but it's Kyrie. He says all kind of stuff. Yeah, the world is flat, you know. That's right. Come on. <laughs> so, but okay, Kyrie is like I like to say has a deal, right? He might have more than one. But if he's saying this, it's not just because he got bored no. by it. This is this this means in his mind, this well, means something. Right, but you know, Kyrie's a little bit out there. Yeah, a little, a little? yeah. Ex- so, eccentric. He's not like Thurston Hollis. So just because he says it, I mean, you can believe it if you want to. Oh, I don't believe it. I just want to know what it means. Yeah, and we Nothing. both we both don't Kyrie's think it's going to happen. Get the bag. He's trying to create leverage. And you know why you pay, you give no weight to this, Travis? Number one, the Lakers aren't going to trade LeBron out of respect. LeBron wants to finish his career here. His son is playing a mile down the road. You think they're going to trade him away no, from? No, I don't. From and that's why I said that he's run, not. Brownie it's play? not going to happen. But my no. question isn't: Are the Lakers going to do it? My question was: What does Kyrie get out of this? What, what yeah, is, what, the, well, he's trying to create leverage. Yeah. So, in other words, if there's another suitor out there for him, if if or if 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 Kyrie's presence would attract other great players, then the it entices the Mavericks to give him more money. Plus, they got nothing to trade for a, That's for a the superstar. If they want to. They got nothing unless well, they're going to throw Luca in the deal. And they're not going to do that. Well, Michael, aren't Lakers also? I mean, their position. Just walking into the offseason, they just went to the Western Conference Finals. Okay, maybe they make some tweaks to the roster. Even if they ran back the exact same roster, they went 18-8 and eight since the trade deadline. They got to the Western Conference Finals. To get a chance to run those players through an actual training camp and an 82-game set, they're not in a bad position. I mean, think about where they were starting last year compared to where they would start this year. Last year, they were 33-49. and 49. Russ was still on the uh, on the roster. There were still a lot more question marks. I feel like a lot of that got answered in the last three, four months or so. Well, it depends what you want to focus on. Mason always says that you can, you can torture numbers to tell any story you want. The Lakers post-trade deadline had the best defense in the NBA. So if, that, if they bring that back, you know, if they bring back most of the players from this year's team and they play defense like that for the whole year, they'll compete for the title again. But you got to bring a lot of these guys back. The roster will not be the same as it was this past year. There's going to be there's going to be some turnover. But if you could bring back most of those guys, you have an excellent defensive core that you can build around. So yeah, you got to be careful not to lose uh, Austin Reeves. He's a free agent, and somebody might come in there with a poison pill deal, uh, give him the Chandler Parsons type of deal. Michael, they'll pay it, right? It. No matter what? Yeah, I would, yeah, uh, I I would mean, think so. I think, yeah. I think the Lakers are going to match whatever offer he gets. Is there a, a point, though, Michael, where there's just like, look, we love everything about you, but we just can't do that? I mean, everybody's well, got that number, right? Yeah, Austin's good, uh, but I don't think he's going to get like the um, Jordan Poole kind of deal 120 for four but he's gonna get somewhere around 80 for four yeah and if they gave him 100 i think they can go up to 98 that would make the lakers think but here if you're a laker fan just remember this the lakers control his contract so they can if 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 their attitude like Gilvan buha reported last week trav that no matter how high the offer is to reeves they're just going to match it yeah good so if Jovan's right it's just going to cost you more money but they're they're at least it would be up to the Lakers. Like, Austin couldn't leave without the Lakers having a say in it. 
the one so that's wor- good. Yeah, the one to worry about is Rui. Rui played so well in the playoffs. Now somebody might come in with an 18-a-year type of deal for him to try to steal him away. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers will match that. That's got to be one of the toughest things for a general manager to kind of figure out, right? This idea of, okay, Rui was one player when he was in Washington with the Wizards, and he was a different player when he was with the Lakers. Is is that the guy – like, if I'm not the Lakers and I'm making a big offer for a player like Rui, I'm trying to figure out which of these two guys I'm going to get because the Laker guy is that $18, $20 million a year guy. The Wizards guy was not. But I don't know which guy. Was it just the perfect fit or did he figure something out? Well, a lot of it – I'm going to give credit to Phil Handy because Phil and Rui worked every single day together. And, I, you know, uh, Phil kind of – he's like the title whisperer. You know, he was in Cleveland when they won the title. He was in Toronto when they won the title. He was with us when we won the title. You know, wherever he goes, he kind of makes you better. So if you go get Rui, like let's say you're a Orlando and you pay to go get Rui, but you don't have Phil Handy, I don't. you may get Wizards Rui. You yeah. know, you never know. So, I mean, it's a the Lakers have a, have an infrastructure that allows him to play his best. So I would think he he's worth more to us than he might be to some other team. So Slee and I were talking Ireland this morning that this is the first time he's been back since he even the score with you with a glass of water. Yeah. He, he, oh yeah, I heard about that. He's he just threw a, the water in your face and missed. Well, he well, missed. He, threw it, he hit, it hit the me shoulder, on the side of the head, and then got my. But Slee, I got a funny story to tell you. So, uh, like I don't know, an hour after you did that, I went to the bathroom, and I was at the standing at the urinal, and my. All my pants were wet. <laughs> my underwear was wet. And this guy walks up to me, and there's no other conclusion that he could right. come to other than I wet my pants. Right. And I just, I should, should I explain it to him? Nah. Just let him believe it. Just let him believe it. That was man. funny. I just, I'm, I'm sitting there so, holding up my soaking wet you know, pants. My, my, Michael, you know, is that the best revenge you could have thought of? A cup of water in his face? <laughs> no, I was just giving him exactly what he gave me. That's yeah, it, it was I mean, a proportional, proportional response. response. Yep. Yes, you should have got like you should have warmed up some honey and like poured it all over his head or something. Don't, don't, uh, don't go, well, Michael. Would, that that would have escalated a. Ba- that's what Travis wanted. It would have escalated a battle. The suggestions, I the suggestions I were get, I was getting were basically yeah. John. I'm like, no, I'm the guy should not go to the hospital for for pouring water. It's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make it here. Yeah, well the two the two uh standards I always do when I'm doing a bit are one, can this in any way get me fired? And two, can me or anyone else be injured? Sleeva, so, well, I would have uh, got a bucket of of, of uh, flour so it, and throw it in his face and get have a white face. <laughs> That would have been cool. I have flour all over his yeah, face. He, couldn't be, he, he wouldn't get canceled because you can't I, get canceled for white. I don't, exactly. I don't think yeah. so. I just here's That's what I right. learned. And do then not, honey on top. <laughs> do not antagonize Michael yeah. because he. Oh. If, if Ireland gave you a five out of ten, and you get Michael comes back with a five hundred out of ten. That's, that's right. A bag uh, of flour yeah. all over his hands. Although Michael response. does, Michael does offer me many, many. I, I, I take most of them, but not all of them. Many, yeah. many hundred dollar offers to do stupid stuff. What yeah, are some Steve, of the ones well, you have Such a weak done. response. I'm surprised, Steve. You just, you just walk up to him and pinch him on the arm and go, "Got you back." <laughs> the one, the one trap that. That I considered, but it violated the could get me fired and maybe could have got me hurt was Michael wanted me to run oh, onto the tarmac. This guy was an idiot. At the airport. <laughs> he was going to do it, Travis. We were getting ready to walk on our plane down to LA. He goes, Ireland, if you run down to that, run all no. the way down the tarmac and run back. No, no. I said, Ireland, I'll give you $1,000 if you run across the airport, right? I mean, the uh, runway. A live, a, 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 he said, where's the money? A I'll working do it. runway. <laughs> number one, he would have got arrested. <laughs> yeah, that's a felony. At, at, at number best. two, they would have got fired. And then number three, when Tim Harris found out why he did it, he would have fired Yeah, I was going to say, Michael, <laughs> you'd be gone too. <laughs> he goes, how did I hire these two idiots? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, good yeah, good decision, bo- John. That would have cost us everything so that would have been passed. a bad call that was the last one i passed on. yeah <laughs> good decision super cross he, he was actually gonna do that but michael's <laughs> got a bunch of good videos like one time he dared me oh, i don't yeah. think i said this to you guys there were these two girls in phoenix oh yeah that was funny and they're sitting in oh i saw that so one picture yeah okay so picture a whole row of courtside seats two hour and a half before the game and only two girls are there and they're both sitting there talking to each other and there was a seat open in between them but they both had their knees Turn towards each other, so the no, picture now the whole story. front row is empty, and oh. and uh, so Michael said to me, "If you go sit down in between those two girls, and not say a word, and you cannot say a word <laughs> for sixty seconds, I'll give you a hundred bucks." Oh, that's an easy yes. So, well, wait. So I walked over, and I was like, 
a mile. It's like Marcel Marceau. <laughs> I did like a part, a part your knees, like parting of the Red Sea, but yeah. I couldn't speak. <laughs> and they they look they look left they look right and there's like fifty open seats right. each way and they go seriously what yeah. is that I what they said yes. to you yeah and I nod yes and I sit down in between them and I'm just sitting there with my arms folded yeah. and Girl. Michael's shooting this from across the court and it's but just they getting don't know more that. and more awkward <laughs> yeah. oh my god and finally one girl goes you had to lose a bet and I I I went. Like I nodded, like, and I pointed at Michael, and he said, "Oh, he dared you to come over and sit in between us." Yeah, and uh, so they figured it out. Yep, and uh, and Michael had to pay me. Yeah, they thought it was funny. You should have given me twenty five. The most recent one is when you dared me to walk into the pool at the restaurant with my clothes on in Houston, and the the guy got mad. Yeah, one one of the Alan Slee was there, was on charge, got mad. (laughs) Yeah, did you do it? Yeah. Oh, I did. Aye, 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 and, Michael. Uh, you can't, you can't do that, sir. Yeah, and the guy got, the guy got mad at me, and and but I, after a while, when he went into the pool wholesale, Vo- t- took off, just took off his shoes. And Voice of the Lakers, John Allen, terminated. And my phone in my wallet, and, <laughs> yeah. and you got to keep in mind, Trav. They were, it was like a nice hotel oh, restaurant, yeah. yeah, with the tables all around the pool. <laughs> Don't yeah. lose your job. So we had just, we had just gotten back from wherever we were. We were at Mastro's. It, would you, uh, if I gave you a hundred bucks, would you lick the bottom of your shoe? Today off this the uh, off this uh, no no probably not lot. no yeah we're on a pretty dirty street yeah. I, I don't know, let me think well, you about did that. it at the, at the uh, Mardi yeah. Gras I mean, yeah, John I was gonna say if you've go done it, it at Mardi Gras then there's, there's no, no dirty yeah, there's no spot. other place but then I had to go get a tetanus shot I don't know if I have time <laughs> to go get a how, how long shot ago today? did you do the Mardi Gras stunt five years okay six years maybe lick the bottom of his and then I called Beedy when I got back walking down Bourbon Street but throw up and pee all over he took the shoe off and licked the bottom of his shoe for uh, and then I what makes that story even worse Travis I took the hundred bucks walked right into Harris and lost for (laughs) ten minutes (laughs) then I had to go get a rabies shot I called Beedy I go I go should I do anything he goes he goes, I want to see you in the morning. And he's just laughing at me like he couldn't believe I was that big of an idiot. Trust me. But I got away with it. Rabies would have been your best case option of something you were going to catch. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and Trav, this that. is how my mind works. I, I was like three hurricanes in, <laughs> and I had a full hurricane in my hand. So as soon as I that helps my shoe, that helps. I, I, I uh, took a big swig of the hurricane and gargled <laughs> with it and spit it out thinking, oh, now I won't get anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was, I, it was fine. I, I, I lived. <laughs> Super Cross Talks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.